Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captive a host of captains. Now, I think that's exciting. I think it, because it reminds us of Psalm uh, 68, 18. It reminds us of that, that you picture in the olden days when they went out to war and they defeated a foe, they always brought back captives. And, and they, they, they led the captives back into the city and everybody was having a good time Hooray and, and excited, and you can picture Christ leading all the evil forces captive, bring them, bringing them uh, uh, captivity, and giving gifts unto men. And see, these gifts he gave, and it says, of course, each person got a gift. That was in verse 7. Now it's telling us he gave gifts some some gifts unto men that he didn't give to other people. And that's exciting because any time you get a gift to me, that's exciting. Ask anybody, uh, particularly if they are younger probably than uh, 40, probably, do they love Christmas time? And they say, yes, because they get gifts, yes. Most people like their, their uh, birthdays and things like that, uh, anniversaries, particular women, because they get a gift. Usually, and I say particular women because usually men give gifts to their wives on an anniversary or some type of gift or something like that, uh, flowers or something they give a gift. Uh, and, and we don't expect anything because we are men. You know, we want to give. <laughs> but our women, we do want to give gifts to because we want to let them know how much we appreciate them. And that's later on in the in this chapter when it talks about uh, marriage. But let's look at what it says here. And it says that now the expression, he ascended, what does it mean except that he also descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is himself. Also, he who ascended far above the heavens so that he might feel all in all. Now, that, of course, uh, when you look at verse, uh, that verse 9 and verse 10 is in parentheses in our Bible. And so, basically, it's, it's telling us about Jesus Christ. He is the one. He is the leader. He is the victor. He's the one who led captive captivity captive he did all that then if you take that parenthesis and just go back to and when he ascended on high and he led captive a host of captives and he also gave gifts gifts them to men and then skip down below the the parenthesis to verse 11 and it says and he gave so he gave gifts unto men and he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists 
and some as pastors and teachers. Now, when it says, and he gave some as pastors and teachers, it didn't say, and and some he gave teachers. And some people call this a fourfold ministry, and some call it a fivefold ministry. The ascension gifts, in other words, they're not the same gifts as he gave that we talked about in Romans chapter 12. They are not the same gifts. These are different gifts that he gave to men. And, of course, in reading the Bible, you know that, of course, in the first uh, verse when we talked about it, is we're talking about the apostle Paul. Now, we don't have any more uh, of the apostles that, that, that God called, Jesus Christ called to be his apostles, uh, to be with him and to write scripture. Uh, we're not talking about that. We're talking about New Testament fivefold ministry. In the New Testament, you do you do have apostles. Matter of fact, you say, "Well, uh, I don't know anybody that an apostle." Well, you just, apostles. We know that Paul was, but other than Paul, the rest of them uh, that was uh, the ones who who Jesus called when he was on the earth. No, not 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 really. There are some other apostles that that are mentioned in the New Testament. One is the apostle Barnabas. Y'all remember Barnabas? Barnabas was a what was a key figure. He was a he was an exhorter. He likes to exhort people, and we know that uh, bon- we know that Barnabas and Paul had a a squabble or some type of you know uh, falling out over Mark because Paul didn't want him to go with him, and bon- Barnabas did, and so they split. And uh, so we know that happened. So Barnabas later on is mentioned in the scripture. Is mentioned that he Barnabas the apostle. He was an apostle, also. So we know that we know that they had prophets in the New Testament, also not Old Testament prophets. We're not talking about those who who uh, spoke in that way. As Old Testament, you have to be careful because sometimes we. Uh, we we might want to say we we are prophet from God and we want to speak. Thus says the Lord. You know He's gonna rain fire down on 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 the city of Lynchburg. See we don't we don't have New Testament uh, doom and gloom gloom prophets like that. We we do have prophets though in the New Testament and and it's, it names some of those prophets. Matter of fact, when when uh, Paul was about to go uh, to uh, he went to Caesarea and if you remember. This is probably about Acts 21. You remember when uh, he was doing that, that he went to stay with Philip. And Philip had um, four daughters. You remember that? Uh, well, uh, let, let's put it on the screen then. Uh, let, let's go to Acts 21. Let's go there. And, and you'll see what, what we're talking about. Uh, Acts 21. Let's start in verse 8. And, and it says here that now we're talking about Paul. He was he was traveling, going back to Jerusalem. It says that on the next day, verse eight says, on the next day we left and came to Caesarea, and entering the house of Philip, the evangelist. So we see that that we have New Testament evangelists also. Now Philip was one of the seven, and when I say one of the seven, we're speaking of of back in Acts when it, when uh, they had a problem with some of the the 
uh, widows being fed. And so the apostle said, look, that's what we, we can't we can't be waiting on tables. Let's let's look from among us and find uh, some people who were able to do that. And they, they named seven people who were uh, called to feed the Grecian women. And they were uh, Philip was one of them. They were full of the Holy Spirit, spirit full of power. Uh, they, 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 were, they were great men of God. Uh, but they didn't call Philip an evangelist then. He was, he was just serving food. That's all he was doing, serving food. So don't think just because God used you in one way now that he won't use you in another way later. You see, because Philip uh, was, was satisfied waiting on tables and doing all the things he was doing. And, um, and they, he, but, but those seven, they were doing great miracles also. And and then when the when the church scattered when persecution came, uh, Philip was going around doing things and and of course they used used Philip in a lot of different ways uh, with, uh, with with Ethiopian uh, eunuch and all those type of things. Now he's in his house. Then I'm reading from the New American Standard now. Then it says that now this man had four virgin daughters who were prophetesses. And the King James will say, uh, who prophesied. And that would be probably more accurate because uh, it's a, it's, it was a present verb, uh, meaning that it's a continuous thing. They prophesied all the time. Okay, all four of them. They prophesied all the time. And so uh, we know that, that, that this is taking place. So you can have the gift of prophecy, but you can also be a prophet. It says in verse 10, as we were Staying there for some days, a prophet, see we're still talking New Testament now, prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. And coming to us, he took Paul's belt and bound his own feet and hands and said, this is what the Holy Spirit says. In this way, the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of Gentiles. That's the message that uh, Agabus brought. When we had heard this, we as well as the local re- uh, residents began begging him, begging Paul, not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, what are you doing? Weeping and, and breaking my heart. For I am ready not only to be bound, but even to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And since he would not be persuaded, we fell silent, remarking, the will of the Lord be done. So, you see, we do have New Testament apostles, prophets, evangelists, and nobody has any problem. We're going back to um, Ephesians, yeah. Nobody has a problem with the pastors and the teachers. I don't care what denomination usually it is. Everybody believes that there is such a thing as a pastor. There is such a thing as a, a teacher, okay? Uh, but I was just wanted you to know also there's New Testament apostles and New Testament prophets, New Testament evangelists, uh, as well as pastor and teachers, uh, we won't dwell on that right now because we're talking about, uh, we, we want to emphasize a different thing, uh, but 
let's go down a little bit and see what they are supposed to do. And and a question you might ask is that, well, how important are they really to us today? Because he gave us gifts and he gave those gifts to certain people. How important are they today? Well, if we are looking down in verse 12, it tells why he gave the fivefold ministry or the fourfold, whichever one you want to put teachers with pastors. Uh, uh, I, I think they are, they, are, they, are, they, are, they are different even though they are similar, the pastors and teachers. Because some people, are, uh, I mean, they, 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 they teach. They, they love teaching. They love studying. They love teaching. But they are not really shepherds. Okay? But then, then most shepherds going to have to teach. But then there are teachers that don't shepherd. But also there are apostles who teach, obviously, because Paul uh, taught. There are apostles who have uh, the exhortation ministry because Barnabas was an ex- exhorter, but he was also an apostle. You also have uh, evangelists that are teachers. So you, you, they all, you know, do certain di- and different things. And I was able to uh, look at it firsthand uh, with uh, the person who was mentoring me was uh, Jared Daly. He has the apostolic mantle upon him. Uh, and you say, well, how do you know uh, that? Well, I, I know that these are foundation ministries, and I know that uh, Jared uh, Daly, he could take one family, his own, start a church, and raise it up to a certain level. And he could do it over and over and over again. You know, it's just like Paul, Paul, the Apostle Paul, he went to places and he, um, he, he, he started churches. That's what he did. He started churches. And I know that uh, my mentor could do that, and I would ask him questions, and he would tell me what he looks for, what he looks for. He would tell me what he did when he went to uh, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, which is my hometown, how, how he, he did that. He told me what happened when he, when he went to Fayetteville, uh, North Carolina, um, and and Manor Church was in existence, but it, they were meeting in a little place, and it was a small group of people, and how he uh, raised that. He, he told me uh, how what he did when he came to Durham, North Carolina, uh, in Chapel Hill, how he started that church. And it, it's just on and on, on and on. Yeah. And we do have, so in our group of churches, we have... Um, the five-fold uh, people who were called to do that. And I wanted that when I got the manner to uh, pastor this church. I said, well, I need help from the other ministries, the other gifts that God has given, because in verse 13, in verse 12, it says that the fivefold is for the equipping of the saints for the work of service or the work of ministry to the building up of the body of Christ. And so if 
the fivefold ministry was given to complete or equip the saints. It didn't say that the pastors was given by himself to equip the saints. It didn't say the teacher was given by himself to equip the saints. It didn't say that the pastor and the teachers was given and they alone could equip the saints. So I said that regardless of what God has gifted me to do, gifted uh, John to do and, and, and Sam to do, and we have similar uh, giftings, we, uh, we fall short. So I need, to, I need help because why would I read this and then say, well, it's not needed. It's not needed. We are more than enough, Sam and John. We are more than enough for them. <laughs> no, no, we are not. We are not. So I'm just reading the Bible now. I'm not going on any denominational thing. I'm not. I'm not doing all, all that kind of stuff and, and saying, well, the, you know, uh, no, we don't believe in that scripture right there. We can just wipe that right on out because that was back in the. Olden days. No, it wasn't in the olden days. It's the New Testament. This is now. So I said, okay, we need to be a part of a group of churches uh, type of uh, that, that believe in the apostolic calling, the prophetic, the evangelistic. We need to be a part of that. So that's why we joined. At that time, it's called Grace. It was called uh, Grace Presbyterian. They, it wasn't a Presbyterian church or Presbyterian churches, but a presbytery were a group of churches that were called together to do a certain thing. And 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 my mentor Jared Daly was the head of that. Okay, so he was he was the lead person. And then we changed the name to Grace Churches International. And then Jared turned it over to uh, the lead of that, over to uh, Michael Fletcher, who he had mentored from a teenager on, and his. Uh, he changed it to impact churches. So it's the same group of churches. Some churches have been added. Some churches have been deleted, um, going to up with other groups, things like that. But that's what's called impact churches. In impact churches, we have people who uh, they have the prophetic gift, but they, they, they are gifted more than just the normal Romans 12 prophetic gift. Um, they we have the apostolic gift, we have the evangelistic gift. Uh, that's uh, not normal. Uh, when I said the uh, evangelistic gift, uh, that's 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 uh, that I found is is hard. I found that you don't have many evangelistic people, uh, but in our group of churches, we have some. Uh, some of them are missionaries. Uh, most of them go on farm fields and, and, and also in, in the United States and whatnot. We have some that's housed out of Mount of Church. Uh, and we have some who operate uh, as more than prophetic, a little higher, and they're called to the nations. Uh, like you've, you've, you've uh, seen Clem Ferris, if you've been here, uh, at least probably about five years you, you've had the experience of Clem Ferris being here, and he's he goes all he travels all the time. He's over in foreign nations 
all the time. Uh, when I say all the time, every year his schedule includes he's going over in Scotland, he's going over different places, and they call upon him to speak to their leadership, speak to their group of churches and all like that. So we have Michael Cotton. He's been here in the years earlier. Um, he, he's uh, higher on the prophetic type of uh, mentorship. Uh, we have uh, the last one you, you was here was Ben Goodman. Uh, you remember we had a a Freedom Weekend, one weekend. Well, Ben Goodman is um, also in that prophetic prophet type of mode. So we have a lot of them, and and they and they usually are grouped with somebody who's op- operating apost- apostolically. Uh, Clem works alongside with Jared Daly most of the time. So when Jared was hands-on mentoring me, Clem Ferris was here most of the time. Well, see, when I went with um, when Jared gave me over to uh, Randy Thornton. Well, Ben Goodman works with Randy Thornton very closely. Michael Cotton works with Michael Fletcher uh, very closely. So you do, you have you have people who are apostolic. They usually take somebody uh, prophetically with them also. And we also have uh, Bob Watson. You know, some of you met Bob if you've been here long enough. You met Bob Watson. He's also an uh, awesome man of God who operates that way too. So we do have some of those. We do have evangelists. We do have uh, apostles uh, working apostolically. And we have a lot of pastors uh, and a lot of teachers, more pastors and teachers than anything uh, than the others, okay? But we need all of them, don't we? That's why I had them come here. Now, what I said one time was that I want to raise up that here in Cornerstone, in other words, I want to give our congregation opportunities to see what God has gifted you with. In other words, uh, you want to stir up gifts because that's important. Because Bob Watson, Clem Fires, Jerry Day, all of, all of them, uh, at one time or another, didn't know what they were called to do. They didn't come out of the womb, I'm an apostle, you know. Uh, now, some people were called from the womb, okay, but, and you see it in Scripture, but uh, that's not the case in most of us. So, so therefore, uh, I wanted to stir it up. So what I did was say, hey, fellas, let's have these ministries come and impart to us here at Cornerstone. So uh, we did that, particularly when we were on on uh, Park Avenue, uh, we had people coming in all the time. I mean, teachers. We had uh, prophetic people, apostolic people. We had we had them coming in all the time, teaching and things like that, having workshops, and 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 so I said, okay, Clem, this is a problem. Every time I want to do something, I have to bring you in. I don't want to do that. What I want to do is you raise up, you teach us how to raise up. Uh, the prophetic here at Cornerstone. And if and from that prophetic group of people, God will lay his hands on the person who or people who if he's gifted more so than somebody else. 
You, you understand that. That's, that's in anything. That's in sports or whatever. I don't care what it is. You can have a group of people and you're training everybody. Everybody go to count, camp. But then, man, you find out, man, this, this, this one right here, that, that person is gifted. Right? I don't care if it's a music workshop or whatever it is. Some people, they are just gifted by God. And so we want to do that. So Clem showed us how to do that. Matter of fact, he, he was here and he helped out. Bob Watson helped out. And, and Sam uh, was, uh, Elder Sam, he was the one who uh, we placed over that. And so he's still having a prophetic class. That's why I mentioned oh, prophetic classes going on uh, once a month. Saturdays on the third Saturday from 9 to 12. And this particular Saturday is, is, uh, this is the second Saturday, which is this coming week. Well, uh, from that group of people, uh, you say, well, has anybody really become a prophet yet out of that group? Well, I'd have to ask them. I don't, I don't know, you know, anybody, you know, that's, 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 that God's placed their hand on yet. You know, I don't know. Um, teachers, all those type, type of things. We want to give people an uh, opportunity to see what, what they can do uh, because we want to stir up the gift. And let me tell you. You are going to do the work before you ever get a title. Do you hear what I'm saying? Don't ever think that, hey, I'm an apostle. I'm a prophet. I'm an evangelist. I'm a you don't even have to tell anybody what you are. Because what you are is going to go before you and speak for itself. That's what that's what you'll be doing the work before anybody ever recognize that that they'll just say, Woo, this person is good. This person, man, they hit they hit it right on, you know, all the time. You know, that man, man they, they, they said it was going to, you know, five days from now, it's going to be so hot, you know. And the weatherman said, no, it's going to be so cold. And they said, no, it's not. It's going it's to be hot that day. You know, that, that's not what they normally do. But but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm talking about. You know, uh Sam would tell me sometime, hey, there, there, there's a prophet that said that uh, this person is going to be the president, next president. I said, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. You know, we'll see. You know, because it's going to speak for itself, isn't it? Right. If, if what you say don't come to pass, we say you'll want to be, right? You'll you want to be a single. You know, I can get on the keyboard and say, hey, I, I, I want to I, I be to play this thing. But when you hear me, you say, well, that's a wannabe. You know, that's a wannabe. You know? They want to be it, but hey, they're not it. You know? So we have to have these ministers for equipping of the saints. Now, what is he equipping the saints for now? What are the fivefold ministers equipping us for? For works of service, for ministry. Everyone's supposed to be having a ministry. And a ministry is only service. That's all ministry is. You can say uh, for ministering, uh, the people who are singing, they are ministering. I mean, the people who are on the, on the, up there on, on the sound booth, they are ministering. The people who are ushering, ministering, right? Y'all don't think they're ministering? They are ministering. Yeah, they are ministering. For, then it says... 
to the building up of the body of Christ. The body needs to be edified, needs to be built up. Not just this particular body, but the body of Christ needs to be built up. Corporately, there are people who are not yet in the body of Christ that God is dependent upon us and every congregational people that's called his to increase his body. And it takes your gift to do that. Then it says, until we all attain to the unity of the faith. So God wants this building up of the body, the edifying of the body, to be going on until we all, that means in China, everywhere, we all attain to the unity of the faith. Because we're not supposed to be divided. We're not supposed to be saying we're Christians, but we believe in tree hugging. And we believe in a whole lot of crazy stuff. You know, uh, oh, oh, man, well, I believe in unity. I believe that, you know, anybody who has any type of religious belief, they are Christians. No, no, no. The unity of the faith, the faith that Jesus Christ is the only way, truth, and light. He's the only way to heaven. He is the life. He's the truth. He's the only way. There's no other way. Not only the unit of the faith, but the unit also of the knowledge of the Son of God. We have to be in unity of the knowledge of the Son of God. We have to know Jesus Christ. It says to a mature man, Meaning that Jesus Christ is the head. If Jesus Christ is the head, which he is, he wants a mature body. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Our body is supposed to match our head. Is that right? It would be sad if we had a big head and a little body. Our body was about a three-year-old body. And our head was full of mature. Now, that would not be good, would it? It says that Jesus Christ also, he wants a mature body because we're supposed to be like a, a mature man walking together all over the world to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. That's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be, we're supposed to be movers and shakers. That's what we're supposed to be. Here in Lynchburg, this one body in Lynchburg that we might meet in all the different kind of locations, but we're supposed to be a mature man moving together, moving and shaking Lynchburg and the surrounding areas. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And it says here, as a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness of deceitful schemers. We are not supposed to be 
say, oh, guess what? Man, I, 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 I heard this, this CD, man. I, I heard this, this uh, speaker at this church, man. Boy, this is a new thing. This is good. My, uh, I don't need to hear a new thing. I need to learn what he's already given me in 66 books. That's a lot of stuff. And, and Jesus told me, as I read, anybody who adds to it or subtracting from it, he's going to subtract from them. I don't want to be subtracting. I, I don't want to. I, no, I'm not adding nothing. I'm not subtracting nothing. Let's just study what's there, read what's there, live out what's there, and I believe we're going to be mature. Yeah. I'm not chasing every, every win of doctrine. I'm not doing that. Then it says, but speaking the truth in love. He wants us to speak the truth to each other. What is the truth? The scripture says, my word is truth. In other words, the word of God is the truth. There is no other truth but the word of God. So it says speaking. So, so God wants us speaking the word of God to each other. That's what he wants to do. You say, well, I don't know what the, what the word says. Well, praise God. That's why they have it written down in many different translations, in many different languages, so you can learn the word of God, because that's what you're supposed to be saying. Don't be saying what the word doesn't say. Try to be like Jesus, because we are his body, right? So we shouldn't be letting things come out of our mouth that Jesus wouldn't let come out of his mouth. Right? And Jesus did curse the fig tree, right? Because, you know, uh, you know, he was speaking maybe uh, metaphorically. He was speaking uh, certain ways. But we know that when he spoke to that fig tree and said he cursed the fig tree, he spoke evil about that fig tree. That fig tree withered up from the roots and died. But we're not supposed to be speaking death over things, are we? Over people. Are we? No, we're not supposed to be doing that. You see? Matter of fact, the word says that we're supposed to be like Jesus. Jesus called those things that be not as though they were. Didn't he? So if if I'm not like you think I should be, you speak what the word says I should be. Right? Call those things that be not as though they were. Call me an eloquent speaker. That would be great. Man, praise God, I would like to be like Apollos. You know, an eloquent speaker. You know? But sometimes we want people to be like we want them to be. Like we think they should be. Don't speak deaf over people. Um, Stuff. Okay, no, no speech, deaf old speaker stuff. I speak life over, over my stuff. Well, I do. And people, people, you know, they, they do. And that's why, you know, like people that I'm around, that's what they do. Like uh, Sam's mother, Miss Dorsey, uh, she spoke life over my car. She put oil on my car. And, 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 of course, you know, the paint is coming off of my hood now. <laughs> I 
I don't know what kind of oil she put on my car. But anyway, she put oil on him. <laughs> and she said, live. You know, keep, keep going. Don't stop this cutting off every time it gets warm. Because, see, her and Minerva had to come over here. And sometimes if, the car, if it gets too hot or you take off, you know, um, fast, then the next time you slow down, there's a cutoff. I don't care if you're in the intersection. I don't care what it is. It hasn't done that since. I'm serious. It hasn't done that since. And that's been about three years. Hasn't done it since. That's what I want people speaking on my car. I'm serious. I want them speaking on my car. Why look at that car. Man, it's two-toned. It's got a hole in the thing where bugs can fly in it. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I'm not calling any names. I call them. Now, don't speak no devil in my car because I want my car to keep going and going and going because Jesus is able. If he can, if he can keep people for 40 years in the wilderness wearing the same clothes without the clothes, you know, wearing out, without the feet swelling, he can keep my little car going. Right? Yeah. Learn to speak over stuff. Over your, over stuff in your house. Over stuff in, 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 the, in the church. Speak over this church. Nobody going to break in this church again. You know, and Ms. Dawson anointed the doors. Uh, Ms. Dawson and, and Minerva anointed the doors. And somebody said, what, what's that on this? What's that grease on? What's that on the door? Oh, that's anointing oil. That's anointing oil. That's what that is. You know? And she does the same thing at home. She, she, you know, I said, I said, what's this on the picture? What's this on our picture? She said, oh, I, I just anointed every day our, our picture. You know? Oh, okay. And she, she's serious about that. You know? We need to do those things, don't we? We don't want our sound system going bad. We don't want to. Why should we have to buy another lapel mic? Huh? I mean, speak over it. You know, at home, speak over it. Let that thing act right. Right? Act right. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't like using this podium. I like to walk around, you know, and I don't like to hold this in my hand. But it's okay. Speak over that thing. Now, if you say, well, hey, that's just, everything wears out. We just buy another because the first thing I'm doing is say, hey, we need to buy a mic. Everybody chip in a couple of dollars, you know. Who wants to do that all the time when you got the words of life in your mouth? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Come on. Then it says in here, oh, man, this is so good. It says up here, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects unto, unto him who is the head even Christ. Then look at this last verse. This was, our, this was the last verse of going 16. From whom? From who? Who's the whom? Christ. From Christ. The whole body, that means the whole body universally, being fitted and held together. So it's speaking like, 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 like our regular body is being fitted and held together. By what every joint supplies. And we know that's true with our, our regular bodies. We know that we have joints. And we know that the blood and the veins, all that stuff in the arteries, blood flows through every part 
and it supplies every part. Is that right? And if, if one part doesn't get the nutrients from the other parts, that what's going to happen to that part? It does. It does. So it says, what every joint, did it say what some joints? Did it say what the fivefold minister joints? Did it say what the, you know, the, the gifted ones joint? It says what every joint supplies. So that means that every last one of us in every location all over the world, if we're going to be one man, we're all going to be supplying what others are lacking. And in this particular body, we all got to work together to supply what every joint needs. I need you. You need me. We need each other. Every joint supplies. Nobody can, can say, I'm going to withhold my nutrients. I'm going to withhold what God has done with me. I'm not giving it to anybody. Now, what selfishness is that? Come on. That's not what the scripture says. You didn't get saved to do your own thing. We are we are supposed to be we are supposed to be channels where the Holy Spirit, where Christ, where the Father can flow through to minister. And it says now, according to the proper working. It didn't say the halfway irresponsible working, did it? It says the proper working. So all of us are supposed to work properly. My hand is supposed to work properly. If my hand's not working properly, it's not going to do the job that God wants it to do. So I have to get my hand right to so it can do the job that God calls it to be. I have to get my own gift right so that I can do what God wants me to do because I'm supposed to be properly working in order to help somebody. You got to do the same thing. Then it says here, according to the proper working of each individual part. Now this is, oh, this is so important. This last part of this sentence is so important. What happens when the proper working of each individual part, what does that do? If everybody is applying, if everybody is properly working, each individual part is doing that, what happens? I think you can see it. What? It causes the growth of the body. Isn't that, isn't that weird? The proper working of each individual part of the body causes the body to grow. And if we're not doing our part, the body doesn't grow. Now that, 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 that's, that, that is when people say, I don't have to go to church. I have church at home. My family and I, we have our own service. We don't need to be a part of that body. We are on our own body. That is not the knowledge 
of Christ. It's not a knowledge of the word. Because the word says that you have to properly work and properly fit and properly uh, be a channel in order for somebody else to grow. But, oh, selfish one, if you want to be selfish, you're not going to grow. If you don't have somebody supplying you. Now I said, "Woo! That is, that is, that is a revelation because some people don't think they need to be in a church." So I mean, that's why we say when when we have functions or whatever, invite the lost, the not yet saved, and the unchurched, because there are plenty, plenty of people out there not in any church. Oh, I've been hurt. Well, great. Praise God. Go to the healer. Get on your knees. Go to Christ. He's the healer, isn't he? Get healed. Come on. Get healed. He'll heal you. Get healed. I don't want to be part of no organized. But you don't know the word. You cannot grow. I cannot grow unless I'm a part of a body of believers that's properly functioning in their gifts. And what happens then? It causes growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. So as we work together and do what God says, it's going to actually build up the body. And that's where we started at that the fivefold ministry equipped the saints for the building up of the body. So I said, whoo, that is cool. That is great. Now, I mean, this is an awesome letter that he wrote. And so that's what I wanted to deliver today uh, to us and encourage us. You're in the right place. You're in the right place. You know, be faithful because uh, and, and minister. Your gift is important. Let's stand. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.